Thank you very much. It's great to be here. What a great time of worship. It was awesome. And uh, thank you, worship team. Um, just to lead us into the throne room of God is, is such a, a blessing. It's um, great to be here with you. I've heard so much about Refresh over the last few years. You've been doing great things here. And the Spirit's moving in our community here at Refresh. And uh, it's great to just share to you, with you today. Um, I come as the Church Support and Development Director. And um, our role is to support what you do here at Refresh and the other churches around our, our South Queensland area to just be better churches in the community, whether that be for kids, youth, adults, right through in all various areas. How can we be better churches for God in our community? And so that's what we do. And I love what I do. I work with some great guys like Rick. And uh, we've got a great team, and we're very blessed to, to be where we are. Worship. It was um, interesting chatting with Sharon as we were planning to come, and, and I booked in about a year ago, and um, we are planning a totally different topic. But then it so turns out that today's topic is the part of the Inspire series. And as we shared with Sharon... She said, so it's about worship. And we began to explore worship, and all of a sudden I realized this is what God wanted me to speak about today. As I reflect on my journey in worship, I used to actually be a worship leader. And going up throughout my early years, and through college, etc., through university, and my early part of ministry, I was actually leading worship. I would lead the worship front of the church, lead worship in groups. And I was inspired as I spent time leading communities of faith believers in the act of worship. So it turns out that that wasn't necessarily God's calling on my life, even though I thought it might have been or it was at the time. And as I take a step back from the last probably 20 years, I've been training up, empowering, and teaching other people, men and women, to lead worship. And so as Sharon said, oh, you're going to be a part of the worship series, I'm like, yeah, this actually works. This actually fits. I think we can do this. And so today we're going to talk about the aspect of come and adore. Come and adore. What does it mean to come and adore? What does it mean to worship together as a church community? And how does that change our life, how we live today? This week has been a pretty tough week for me. And honestly, it's probably one of the toughest of my life. Last Thursday, my wife's grandpa passed away, and I was going to be leading his funeral on Tuesday. Sunday, I began to get a bit of swelling in my ear. I thought, this is unusual. This is funny. It's just on the outside, and we decided to head down to the emergency department. Sat there for a few minutes, and they finally took me in. And they said, look, we're going to stick you on a drip. 
that's what they call peritonitis at that stage. So we'll stick you on a drip, and uh, I'm going to call the NT at Gold Coast University Hospital, and we'll have a chat to them. I thought, okay. Hopefully I'll be out of here pretty soon. I'll have some chills and pop the pills, and I'll be right to go. About 25 minutes later, the doctor came back and he said, they want to see you at Gold Coast University Hospital. He said, you can either get the ambulance or you can drive yourself there. So he gave me a letter. I got my car. We drove to University Hospital. And over the coming hours, they admitted me into the hospital. They began to do tests. We began to do background tests. And they said, we think you have what we call relapsing polychondritis. the rheumatologist as we shared with them they said relapsing polychondritis is a very rare disease we don't know what causes it we have no cure and what it is is it's an inflammation of the cartilage within your body be it your ears your nose it can go into your um, breathing vessels go into your heart cartilage wherever it goes in your body it will inflame the cartilage in your body but we don't know much you're one in a few and they said you're one in at least a million if not more And I wrestled with God in my bed in hospital. It was like the Jacob moment where I wrestled with him and said, God, why me? I've got two beautiful boys. I've got a beautiful wife. I've got this life to live. Why me? Why give me this lifelong disease where they can only treat it but not cure it? We can only manage it but not cure it. Why me? As we began to focus on what this life was all about, I began to realize that I began to disappoint myself. I began to look at myself, worry about myself, care about myself, when in actual fact, I need to keep my eyes fixed on God. You see, worship isn't about me. It's about God. And when it's about God, He changes the whole focus of your life. You see, I am here. I stand before you, not about myself. I stand before you as a testament to the power and grace and transforming influence of Jesus Christ in my life. And it's through my weaknesses that He is made strong. 
and I stand here and worship with you today because he has come into my life. He has taken my weakness and he said, you watch this. And he has made me strong. No, I shouldn't be preaching. But he says, I'm going to empower you to preach. I shouldn't be hearing, but I'm going to make you hear. I shouldn't be walking. I shouldn't be able to move my body. And as I go down in life, I may be attacked. But I can guarantee you, I am going to give my all to Jesus Christ. My life is his. And that's the reason why we come and adore. Because all too often in our life, we focus on ourselves. And if the devil wants you to do anything, he'll want you to focus on yourself. He wants you to focus on the bad things happening in your life. He wants you to focus on the diseases in your life. He wants you to focus on the negative relationships in your life. He wants you to focus on how bad your life is. He'll want to bring you down, bring you down, bring you down, bring you down until you feel horrible about yourself. Whereas God says, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Come and adore. This last week, was it about you or God? Was it about you or God? And if so, as you reflect on that thought, Come to the Romans 12. In the New Testament, starts at 8. Romans 12. And here we find the focus. If we focus on God, we find the focus coming back to God. So here's what I want you to do. God helping us. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around kind of life and place it before God as an offering. Now, this is where you need to underline it. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your eye or your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what He wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you always dragging you down to its level of maturity, God brings out the best in you, develops well-formed maturity in you. I'm speaking out of deep gratitude for all that God has given me. And especially as I have responsibilities in relation to you, living them as everyone in, of you does in pure grace. We sang about this morning. Living in pure grace, it's important that you not misrepresent yourselves as people who are bringing this goodness to God. No, God brings it all to you. The only accurate way to understand ourselves is by what God is 
and by what he does for us. Not by what we are and what we do for him. Church, if there's anything you ever want to unline, highlight, take away today, if you take home this one passage, take away this one passage. The only accurate way to understand ourselves is by what God is and by what he does for us. Not by what we are and what we do for him. Worship is not about me. It's not about the style of worship I like. It's not about what I want to do in worship. It's not about anything else about me. My life is not about me. We need to focus ourselves on God. And when we first of all focus ourselves on God, we begin to get the right aspects of worship. Time and time again, we miss this concept. But if we would only realize God first, no longer I that live, but Christ lives in me. And it's out of that relationship with God that my praise, that my worship, that my adoration, that I can come and adore Him. And sing those songs. Lord, you're beautiful. Lord, your grace is everything I need. Lord, you're the wind beneath my sails. And as I sing those songs, it goes deeper than just mere words on the screen. You see, it goes deeper and it comes out of the screen. It comes within my heart. It comes within my life. And I begin to sing out of life of praise and worship and adoration of the God that I love. And even more so, it is powerful when I not only sing in my own human brokenness, but I sing together with my friends, my family, my neighbors. I come to worship every morning as I go to church. But something amazing happens. You see, we live our life during the week and we sometimes see our friends, our family, like go to connect group or go to the bloke's lunch or, or social, whatever we're going to do. And we see each other for a little while. But when you come to worship, the Spirit begins to move in your life if you let it. As I came in to refresh today, I came in and the first person I saw was Tina. Huge smile, huge welcome. As we came around the corner, we looked over. It was like this fog of self-centeredness, this fog of self-preservation, this fog of all about myself was beginning to live. I began to come into a worship with together as each other, as a church community, with my friends, my family, my colleagues, we began to come into worship Him as one. 
And that fog that has burdened me, that has over, overburdened me during my week, it just lifts it off. And I feel at ease. As the Spirit begins to move within my heart, as I pray for the Spirit to move in my heart, And then as the worship begins, I don't know the background of our worship team. I don't know their lives this week. I don't know the challenges and trials and the attacks the devil has chucked on you this week. But I can tell you that the Spirit sang through you powerfully this morning, worship team. Amen. And as you led us into worship, we could see the burdens be lifted off our shoulders as we entered the throne room of Jesus, as we entered his throne room and began to worship him and adore him. We were taken from a level of worldly conformity to a level of spiritual worship that is transformational. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Conform versus transform. If you see it around here, you may have experienced it in churches you may have been to, where you seem to want to have to conform and you've got to be in the box. And if you want to worship God, then you must make sure you hold your hands like this or this. Or this. And you must sing so it's down and not very up tempo. You must have your worship put in this box. Otherwise, you're not worshiping God. Have you experienced that before? Some of you may have. Some of you may not have yet. But God is more than just conforming, God is transforming. And when God's transforming power comes upon your life, He comes into your mind, He renews your life, you are transformed into His likeness and you can't help but worship Him with who you are and all your being. When you come to the point where your life is no longer me and you come to the point where your life is on Him, you just want to worship Him with who you are, all you are. realize that our focus is not on ourselves. It's not on what Greg's doing in worship. If Greg's raising his hands, praise God. If Greg's standing with his hands behind his back, praise God. It is about you and your worship. But as you come and worship, realize the power of community. You have to be able to sing. I can't sing to save myself. I can hear it. But you know what? The amazing thing is that God created this thing called church, called community. So when I sing with my voice that is so bad and I'm led in worship by these leaders that are so good and when I hear those around me that sing together with me and makes me sound good and all of a sudden my worship is out of this world. That is community. That is the power of worship. 
guys have to do with this thing that you have to say? God just wants to be a part of your ordinary, everyday life. And when you bring your life to him, he makes it something special. And when you recognize that, he begins to work in and through you to do great things through you. So what does community worship look like? What does it feel like? Come with me to Acts. Acts 2. 42 to 47. Acts 2. 42 to 47. devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold their property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. And every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to the number daily those who were being saved. Number one, worship is more than just about music. Worship is your life. Worship is who you are. It's the core of your very being. And first of all, we need to realize that we were created for community, to be a part of a worshiping community. If you go right back to Genesis, you'll see God says, let us, he was already in community, the Trinity, let us make man in our own image. And then a bit further along, we see God create Adam, and he says, it's no, no good for Adam to be alone. Let me make Eve. God created us to be in community. He said, go and multiply, go and create community. And as you journey through the Bible, you see the community of believers coming to the sanctuary, coming to the temple, coming together, worshipping, praising, enjoying community and the worship of a heavenly father together. And in the book of Acts here, we find themselves, they come devoted committing themselves. They come and adore Jesus Christ. They devote themselves, first of all, to the apostles' teaching. What's that? That's the teaching system. That's Jesus. Devote themselves, adore which puts their lives on Jesus. And to the fellowship. So they come and worship Jesus together. They come and they fellowship together. They come and they eat together. And they come and they pray together. 
restitution. Just come to eat with me. Just come to fellowship with me. As you've come, listen to the word. Just listening to the word that spoke to them, Jesus, together. And as we come and spend time in prayer together. I don't know what your need is. It might be finances. It might be family. It might be relationships. It might be work. church community that is praying over your needs that is praying over your prayer requests and your challenges in your life is powerful because you are interceding on each other's behalf and some of the most powerful times of worship are when I've been in prayer and you'll find as you spend that time in prayer all of a sudden, the Spirit puts in your life songs you begin to sing. And you begin to sing these songs of prayer. Just yesterday, I had this time of prayer and worship. That was my own personal time, wasn't it? When I spent time in prayer, challenging God, praying about my needs, praying about my wants, and the amazing thing is, I, as I pray to God about myself, my focus began to change. My focus went from myself to adoration of God. My Lord, you're the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. You, you're the one that knit me together. You're the one that created me. And you know me better than I know myself. I don't know what this disease is inside me. I don't know what's happening inside me. But you know every single little part of my body, including my DNA. And, and Lord, I just adore you because I'm still alive. Thank you for waking me up. And my praise began to go up to heaven to him for who he is, not for my wants or my needs. Because prayer transforms the heart to come and adore rather than to come and want more. You see, when you come and adore, when you come and ask Him to be in your life, when you come and live life with Him, when you come and trust in Him, He begins to work in and through your life in ways that you never even imagined verse 43 inspires us as they come and as they spend time focusing on Jesus fellowshipping together breaking and eating bread together and in prayer together this is my prayer for our church here in South Queensland this is my prayer for our church here at Refresh, where everyone was filled with awe 
at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. When is the last time you saw wonders and signs happen in your life, in your church? When was the last time that you had the wall? moment because of what Jesus is doing in your church, in your life, in your family, in your community. You see, sometimes God is placing all moments in front of us. He's saying, look at this moment, look at this moment, look at this moment. And we miss these all moments because we're so busy fixed on ourselves. And church, it's time for us to fix our eyes on Jesus Christ. It's time for us to fix our eyes on the all moments. Look for those wonders and signs. Look at what he's doing. Come and be led by the Spirit. Pray for the influence of the Spirit daily. And fix our eyes on the all moments that he's doing in our life. And when we come back to church on a Saturday, we're just going, whoa, did you know about this? Did you hear about this? Did you know about this awe moment? Did you hear about this wonder? Did you know that this happened? Did you see that this happened in the school this week? Did you know this happened in Michael's life this week? Did you know that Sharon did this? Did you know? And all of a sudden, the church is filled with wonders and awe at the wonders and signs that are happening because our focus has gone from ourselves to what God is doing in and through us. Everyone was filled with awe. Please, Lord, fill us with that awe. Allow us to experience the wonders and signs performed back then here today. All the believers were together and they had everything in common. They knew each other. If someone was hurting, they all hurt. If someone was sick, they'd all gather around and support one another. They knew each other. They loved each other. They journeyed with each other. It was a church community, not just a church of a few. It goes on to say they sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. They met needs together, which is what you guys talked about this morning with giving. They gave together. You see, their focus wasn't about themselves. It wasn't on what I own or what I have, but rather what I have to give. When you see a need, they'd reach out and they'd meet that need as a church community. And that's some of the best times you can experience the worship of God as you do service together. We've heard about that last week, about Storm Coast. When you serve together, it is an act of worship that you will never, ever forget. And as we read down, verse 47, praising God, and enjoying the favor of all people, the Lord added to the number daily those who were being saved. 
says their focus was on God. And God added to number daily those who are being saved. Your job as Christians is not to grab people by the arm and drag them to church. Your job is to be Jesus to them and live a life with Jesus inside you. And as they experience the love of Jesus in you, they'll begin to go, I want what you have. As you live a life of worship, they'll go, I want what you have. As you live your life adoring him, they'll go, I want what you have. And this movement of disciples that Jesus has called us to be won't just be a movement about me, it'll be a movement about Jesus Christ. Because the Lord is adding daily to the numbers those who are being saved. Refresh, I believe you guys here are beginning to experience the power of what it means to come to Jesus. I believe you're experiencing this power in this church in a mighty, mighty way. And I believe as you continue to come together and adore him, as you continue to come together and love him, as you continue to come together and worship him, as you continue to come together and be the church he has called you to be, mighty miracles, wonders and signs are going to be done in Refreshed Church both now and into the future. Mighty wonders and signs are going to be done in Refreshed Church and North Point Christian College now and into the future. Mighty wonders and signs are going to be done in Jacobin, are going to be done in North Lakes, are going to be done in Kalanga, are going to be done in the area of North Brisbane because of who you are and because of who you are when you put your mighty hands up to Jesus Christ and say, God, it's not about me. I'm weak. I've got nothing left to give. I've got nothing in my life to give you guys. You want to take anything from me and yet God you love me so much that you send your only son to die on that cross just for me Lord I commit my life to you today and here it is Fill me with your spirit. Fill me with your love. Transform my mind and my life that I may be more like you. And allow me to bask in the wondrous glory of your cross each and every day.
personal and your family and your community. I don't know where your life is today. You may have had one of those weeks that I've had. You may be wrestling with God right now and just trying to put his arm behind his back and just try to force him to to do what you want him to do. Come and agree. Or maybe the week doesn't mean that bad, but maybe you sit here this morning and you begin to realize that your focus is on yourself and, and not on God. You've been focusing on yourself and, and what you want. Maybe it's finance, money, or, or that boat, or the house, or what you're wanting, and you're trying to make it work yourself. Come and agree. Come and agree. Or maybe you came today and there was that fog over your life. Must still be a fog over your life. You've heard what I've said and sort of making sense, but it's just not quite cutting through. Come and agree. Maybe you're here today and you've loved worship and at home you can just put on a, a song on your phone and you just let go. You just put your hands in the air and you just worship, but when you come as a church community, you sort of feel like you have to conform to what someone might be watching. Can I tell you, Refresh Church is here to allow you to worship with all you are and all you have. Come and agree. Maybe you're here today and you need to experience the power of worship as community. Through fellowship, through eating together, through growing together in Jesus, through giving together. You need to experience the power of community in your life. Come and agree. Or maybe today, need to recommit your life again to say God I gave you my life a year ago six months ago or a week ago or ten years ago or twenty years ago I don't know how long it is but maybe you just want to come and recommit your life again and just stand at the cross again and just adore him again and say Lord I recommit my life to you come and agree I don't know which one of those you are. But this morning I want to pray a special prayer upon us in this house. Over your life, your situation, wherever you are right now, I want to pray that you may be lifted up to him and that you may come and adore him and that we as a church at Refresh may move powerfully into the future 
as we follow the Spirit's leading, as we come and adore Him in every aspect of our lives. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for who you are. Lord, today we come and we adore you. We come in our brokenness. We come in our pain. We come despite the hurt, the trouble, the challenges, the situations we face. And putting that all aside, we come and we adore you. We come to you and bask in the wondrous glory of your cross. And we're reminded that what you did on that cross, as you stood on that cross, as you died on that cross, you died on that cross to give us eternal life. And it's because of that we come and adore. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for saving us. And Lord, today, you know where each one of us sits. You know our journeys. You know our challenges. You know our weaknesses. Lord, I pray for each one of us here. If some of us have had that sort of week where it's just been the hardest week ever, Lord, release the bondages and allow them to come and adore you and bask in your glory. Others of us may be so fixed upon ourselves. Lord, break the chains and fix our attention on adoring Lord, others of us here may have that fog upon our eyes. We may not be able to see the future. We may not know what you want us to do. We, we may just feel so foggy that we just can hardly even grasp you. Lord, lift the fog and allow them this morning to experience you in a powerful way. Lord, there may be others of us here that feel like they have and have been conforming into a certain mould and a certain box that's been made for them. But Lord, you want to transform. You want them to step outside and experience the abundant grace and the power of transformation upon their life. And so, Lord, I pray your transformation upon their life today. And Lord, today there may be others that are here recommitting their life to you. Once again, saying, Lord, here I am. And they're coming back to adore you. Lord, I pray for each one of us that as we step out of here today, that we may again fix our eyes on you. we may continue to live life following you. 
and that we may come and adore you for who you are and for what you are doing in our lives. Lord, as we pray today, you want to speak back to us. And as we listen to these words, Lord, speak into our lives, speak into our hearts. So here's what I want you to do. God helping us. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what he does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so adjusted to the culture around you without even thinking about it. Instead, fix your attention on me. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what I want from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, where it's dragging you down to that level of maturity, I want to bring out the best in you. I want to develop wealth for maturity in you. living then as every one of you does in pure grace know the only accurate way to understand yourself is by what he's doing by who God is and by what he's doing not by who you are and what you're doing for him. May we listen to your voice. May we hear your voice. And may we come and adore you today, God. Is that prayer in your name?